Welcome to Fireside Chat with Dr. June Knight. Good morning, Brad. Good morning. Hey, how are you today? I pray that you're doing well. Listen, on Saturday mornings, okay, uh, before I do all of my regular things like house cleaning, washing clothes, you know, this is my weekend time uh, where I'm able to do all the things that I need to do. I'm going to try to start doing Bible studies on uh, at least one day a week, okay? Uh, I want to be able to go back to teaching you, Brad. Uh, I miss that. I miss these Bible studies. Uh, I miss our little intimate time together uh, that we have with the Lord. Uh, so I pray. I mean, I, I've got a lot of traveling this summer I'm going to be doing, but um, I just pray that God opens the door for me to be able to do more of these uh, type of Bible studies. And listen, uh, this morning, I'm really supercharged in my spirit about our nation. And I wanted to talk to you about it. I want to present some of the word to you about it. And I want to tell you what the Holy Spirit is saying. Okay. What is the Holy Spirit saying to the nation right now? What is the Holy Spirit saying to us as his bride? What is the Lord saying? So listen, Brad, we are at critical mass in this nation. Do you hear me? We are at critical Nash, critical mass. We have got to uh, take a stand right now for righteousness. We've got to know where we stand, Brad. We have got to, we've got to examine our heart. Are we going to stand for purity? Are we going to stand for righteousness? And are we going to stand for the word of God in the midst of the greatest persecution our nation has ever seen? Are you ready for it, Brad? I'm telling you, we want revival. We want an awakening. We want our nation to turn around. We want God's glory to hit the earth. The question is, are you ready to come to go along with what comes with it? I've been telling you, Brad, for years that in the midst of the revival in the midst of the awakening will be persecution i'm saying this today because i want to prepare you just like a mother prepares her chicks i want to prepare you to be ready bride for what's coming i know i am very very passionate in my pleas when i post things on facebook i'm very passionate when i'm telling you what's happening and it's because I'm looking at you like I'm protecting you like a child. I'm a, I feel like a mother to the nation, a mother to uh, the church, meaning I'm watching out for you. Every time I see something, I'm always thinking, well, how is, the, how is this going to affect her? What are you doing to her? You know, so I get very passionate about it. And the Lord gave me that. When he called me up here to Washington, D.C., he told me, America is your promised land. And that's what he told me. He's he's gave her to me. And that's why I have this, this passion that I have, this drive that I have. It's like a protection, uh, wanting to put you under wings, you know, to protect you. So I'm trying to warn you and prepare you because you know what? That's what a real mother does. That's what a real father does. And you know what? When you hear the Holy Spirit, 
when you have a relationship, it is a he, it's not an it. It's a he. When you have a relationship with him, it comes along with it that he warns you. He, hey, he's done that to me many times. He, he will, he will give me dreams and he will warn me. He, he told me one time, he said, you're going to be called into a meeting. He told me this in a dream. You're going to be called in a meeting. They're going to tell you this. They're going to do this. And this is what I want you to say. It was probably six days later I was called into that meeting. The Holy Spirit warns us because he loves us. He wants us to be prepared, our heart to be prepared for what's coming. In other words, if you knew ahead of time, that a tsunami was coming in five days, okay? If you know a tsunami is coming in five days, would you rather know up front that it's coming or would you rather just be surprised when it hits? It's much better to prepare. So I'm telling you, Brad, prepare your hearts for persecution. You want revival, but we're about to get even darker, but that's when we, the remnant, get brighter. The only way, Brad, the only way that we can get brighter is to shine the light. Do you hear me? The only way to shine the light is the truth of God's word. When we abandon as a nation the truth of God's word, he has no choice but to do this and back off. We have to partner with him. That's why WATB-TV, we bring him in. We pray during our broadcast. We acknowledge his existence in the country. So I'm just telling you, Brad, the persecution coming down the pike, we have not seen anything yet. And I know some of you are saying, don't speak negativity over our country. What do you think he does here? When he tells them, I want you to, when he tells a prophet, I want you to lay on your side for 10 days. Now the, the nation has done this. They've done that. They've done this. And I want you to do this. Do you think he's talking negativity, negativity, God himself? I'm just telling you the truth, Brad. We need to be awakened to the truth. So anyways, the point is we have got persecution coming down the pike and I want you to be ready. And I want you to defend the word of God at all costs, despite of your husband, despite of your children, despite of your boss, and despite of the entire plan, your best friend, your pastor, whoever it is. The truth overrides all relationships. The truth overrides all allegiances. The truth overrides all social agendas. It, it overrides social justice. This is the only social justice we need, Brad. The word of God. What is the use of existing without knowing that you're living right? What is the use of existing when we know that we're in contrary to the word of God? We can't do it. Uh, okay, so let me move on here. We're going to study Revelation 17, and I want to talk to you, Brad, and I pray you hear my heart on this, okay? What we are facing here is the beast itself. This is not anything to play around with. When you saw me leave, 
the Senate building yesterday and walk over to the other building behind the Supreme Court and walk next to the United Methodist Church who is displaying this LB, LGBT field, okay, aimed right at the U.S. Capitol, who is spewing the field, okay, we're dealing with a beast system. Do you understand? This is the great whore we're looking at. What does a whore mean, Brian? A whore is someone who sleeps around with other people, uh, who they're not supposed to. It is, the whore is they're cheating. They're committing adultery. When God says in his word that the whore, it means us, the church, who partners with sin, that's a whore, to God. Study the Old Testament. Study the judgments of God. That's what makes him matter than anything. When they partner with foreign gods, when they partner with immorality, when they partner with perversion, it is the great whore, and this is the beast, okay? So let's examine this in the Word of God. Let's pray. Lord, I thank you so much, Lord, that although the beast is showing out and showing their true colors, Lord, you are still the Lord of the United States of America. You are still the King of Kings and Lord of Lords, in spite of the shenanigans of the devil. You are still God on the throne. And we worship you today, Lord. We lift you up, Lord. Because you say in your word, we lift up your name and all men will be drawn unto you. And Lord, we lift up your name today. You are holy. You are worthy of all praise. You are glorious. You are magnificent. You are the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords over this nation. Today, Lord, we pray over this Bible study that you would just soak it in your presence today, Lord. We plead the blood of Jesus over this today. And Lord, I pray for every person watching this, Lord, that it will penetrate their heart and they will understand the ramification of what's happening in our country today, Lord. And Lord, we know that you, have called every one of us for such a time as this. This is our moment. This is our time. And you designed us for this. So we pray that we will be equipped and we will be ready to face the challenges of the day. We're the Daniel, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego's of our day. You meant it to be this way. So help us to fulfill the mandate of what you have called us to do. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. And let me declare this publicly. There is no other God but the name of Jesus. There is no other God but Jesus, okay? We have, which is the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob had a son named Jesus who died on the cross in case some of you do not understand what I mean by this, okay? Jesus died on the cross for our sins. That's the only way to heaven. Let me get this out there. This is the only way to heaven. Yes, we love Israel. Yes, we love the Jews. But even if the Jews 
do not accept Jesus as their Savior, they will go to hell. That's what the word says. Don't be mad at me. The same with Muslims. Okay. Every human has to accept Jesus as their Savior. That is the only way to heaven. Okay. And we need to clarify that, Brad. Even though people say, oh, well, it's okay. Uh, we all serve the same God. No, we do not. Because the word of God says Jesus is our Savior, and that's how we know. All right, so let's move on here. Okay, so we're in Revelation 17. Okay, and there came one of the seven angels, we're in verse 1, which had the seven vows and talked with me, saying unto me, Come here, and I will show unto thee the judgment of the great whore that sits upon many waters. Now, remember, we talked about the great whore, okay? The great whore is this beast that is perverting the name of God. And that's what's happening. When I interviewed that group and they said there's 70 different denominations partnering with this equality bill, that's the great whore. With whom the kings of the earth have committed fornication. The kings of the earth have committed fornication with this beast, with this whore. And the inhabitants of the earth have been made drunk with the wine of her fornication. Can we not say we see this today in the church? We cannot even understand how the church cannot see the perversion down the pike. How can they not see what is right before their nose? Why? They have drunken the wine of her fornication. What? How did they get to this point? It's the church's fault. The church has continually fed her rotten wine, meaning they have quit preaching sin. They've quit preaching righteousness. They've quit preaching uh, all of the truth, basically. And so then the church just sits here and feeds off of this uh, mainstream media's vomit. They feed off of this. They feed off of entertainment that constantly every show you see is pushing this LGBT agenda. And how they do it, Brad, is they uh, give you these uh, scenarios to have you feel sorry for them. So then you start changing your opinion you're sure you're drinking the kool-aid you're drinking the wine so this is how they have become drunk with the fornication so he carried me away in the spirit in the wilderness and i saw a woman sit upon a scarlet colored beast now i'm telling you bride we're dealing with the beast okay Full of names of blasphemy. What they are doing, Bride, is blasphemy. It is blasphemy to God to say that you are a Christian, okay? And then to partner with this agenda. You are partnering with the beast, okay? Having seven heads and ten horns. And the woman was arrayed in purple and scarlet color and decked with gold, precious stones and pearls, having a golden cup in her hand full 
of abominations and filthiness of her fornication. I just want to stand out there and just scream this. What you are doing is full of the abomination. It is full of fornication. You are drinking the wine of fornication. You know, it's like you want to scream it to the mountaintops, what they're doing. So they understand, stop, but they're going to do what they're going to do, Brad. Remember, I keep telling you this. We can only control ourselves. What are we going to do? What are we going to do in our community? Blah, blah, blah. And upon her forehead was the name written, Mystery Babylon the Great, the mother of harlots and abominations of the earth. And I put up here Roman Catholic Church. Why? Because they're leading the charge of the ecumenical movement. The ecumenical movement is this interfaith movement, which is part of the equality bill, by the way. They have partnered with perversion. It is the great whore. And I saw the woman drunken with the blood of the saints and the blood of the martyrs of Jesus. And when I saw her, I wondered with great admiration. This is persecution. This is what's coming, Brad. This is what I'm feeling. The Holy Spirit is having me charge you today to get ready. Are you willing to die for his name, to stand up for him, to stand up for truth? to stand up for righteousness, to just stand up for what you believe in. Are you willing to do that, Brian? This is very, very serious because we cannot abandon God to the death because listen, and I mean this, Brian, if we cannot stand up for God today and Allow them to do what they're going to do. Great persecution. Hit us. Knock us down. Punch us. Some of us may be killed or whatever. If we cannot stand up to that today, what are we going to do when they really clamp down with the mark? And they say, okay, you either take this chip or we're going to behead you. If we can't do it today, you're not going to be able to do it then. If you won't take a stand for God today, you're not going to do it then. You're already so drunk with the wine of of fornication that you need to get on your face and repent and, and fast and repent and turn from that because he's already got you snowed this far. What do you, you're, you're so far into it. You've got to turn now because we're headed for all that, Brad. All right, let's keep going. All right, so she's drunken with the blood of the saints. I shared that post this morning where the woman uh, said, you better be glad that's all we're wanting right now is equality because we could do this, and she hung up. She had a head hanging, and you think that woman is extreme? What about Kathy Gifford that turned around with the president and had his head on on a platter? It's not funny, Brad. This is this is what we're dealing with today. We're here. Okay, we are here, Brad. So when it says drunken with the blood of the saints, they want revenge and they're wanting to <clears throat> I heard this uh someone say that they was in a meeting the other day, and I even heard this say uh that now this is not all but some of the African-American church is out there saying uh, that the they will be in the majority soon and the white church, the white, not white church, but the white people better watch out 
because revenge is coming. And so it's that just one little statement, okay, partnered with this issue that's going on over here in the LGBTQ, coming to power, overtaking, okay, the LGBT issue, overtaking, and then they are, once they get there, how do you know they're going to stop? They're already, if the HR5 passes, they're already going to have the authorization to arrest you. Then how do you know they're not going to go to the next step of executions? You think I'm kidding? I'm not. I'm looking at things from where are we going? What door is this opening? What are you going to do then? What are you going to do? Okay. So I'm telling you, well, there's already a lot of legislation on the table for reparations to the African-American community. That's why I posted on my Facebook this morning. I pray that the Christian African-Americans will rise up, that they will say, look, we need forgiveness in the nation. We have got to come out of the Democratic Party, come out of perversion, and we have got to partner with what God is doing in this nation. I'm praying, so let's pray for that. All right, let's continue here. And verse 7, And the angel said to me, Wherefore did thou marvel? I will tell thee the mystery of the woman and of the beast that carries her, which has the seven heads and ten horns, which a lot of this, a lot of people say is Europe. Okay. Uh, the beast that thou sawest was and is not and shall ascend out of the bottomless pit and go into perdition, and they that dwell on the earth shall wonder whose names were not written in the book of life from the foundation of the world. When they behold the beast that was and is not and yet is. So in other words, when this beast rises, like right now, the beast is rising. Okay. The people standing in awe and they're just salivating at the mouth, partnering with this beast. And verse nine, and here's the mind which has wisdom. The seven heads are seven mountains on which the woman sits. Seven mountains. Now we know in the Christian community, we have the saying of the seven mountains, education, media, uh, all the different ones, entertainment, you know, blah, blah, blah. Okay. We definitely see that in all those mountains, okay, the enemy has, you know, run amok with them. So, I mean, I don't know. I'm just guessing on that part. And there are seven kings, five are fallen, and one is, and the other is not yet come. And when he comes, he must continue a short space. And the beast that was and is not, and even he is in the eighth and in the seventh, and seven goes Okay, well, let's skip on down here. Verse 13. These have one mind and shall give their power and strength unto the beast. All right, let me point out something. I've been telling you, Brad, that the Democratic Party is the root. They are the, they are the group that the beast is, is spewing their vomit through. Okay, so far. It looks like some of the Republicans are headed there, so let's pray not, but... Okay, so you have them, which is a globalist agenda, okay? This globalist agenda of socialism, new world order, new age peace plan, uh, all of this is all together, 
Are they not in unity? Remember I told you when I covered that Democratic rally when I first got here to Washington, D.C., uh, I covered that event at the White House. And remember I told you my spirit man was so sick at how they was the evil that was coming there. In my eyes, I couldn't believe the unity that they have. And let me tell you, the, let me tell you, church, you know what the unity is? Everything anti-Christian. Which to me, Christians that are over there voting for that mess are traitors to the Christians. You're traitors. Because you're partnering with everybody who wants to get rid of us. How can, what does light have to do with darkness? So anyways, I could only stay at that meeting so long I had to leave because my spirit man was just sick. I was wanting to throw up. I am not around this mess. I don't watch that mess. I don't I don't allow this vomit in. It I keep my I keep a gate. I'm in a bubble. I keep a gate. I don't want that in. I don't want to participate with that. Uh and so when I'm around that I, my spirit just goes, ooh, I get this like icky. And I don't know how I just don't know how. But I do have to give praise to God, and I'm not putting myself on a pedestal, Brad. I just want you to know the person that God brought here, okay? I have been through the fire. I have been through the valley. I have been through the testing and the trying. My first three years in the pit, years ago in 2013, the Lord shut me off from entertainment. He shut me off from television. He shut me off from radio. Three years, he detoxed me. And you know what he did, Brad? It was almost like Joseph in the prison. He put me low. He put me under ministries all across this nation. He put me here so that I could be burned and sifted and and tried and taught by ministry leaders all across this country. In the same time, I was being... My character is being tried. I went through counseling, went through deliverance. You know, like God just spent that time just this coming out and this coming out and dealing with this and dealing with this and blah, blah, blah. And you know what, Brad? My first three years in this pit, okay, I documented every last thing. I, I documented every word that came to me. Every scripture God gave me, every sermon, I documented everything because I wanted to know what is God saying in the pit. So three years and then three years later, after kicking off television, I was already doing television, but kicking off radio and and traveling the country. And then here comes Trump. And then my whole world changed when Trump. We did the 40 days fasting and praying. Then God sent me across the nation to pray across the entire border, interviewing Americans. This is where I think God gave me the motherhood of the nation was this. Uh, Interviewing Americans, praying with so many Americans uh, across this country type of deal. But the point that I'm trying to make is God did all that to bring me here. And so now I see the enemy I see him on the on the wall. I see him in the entertainment. I see him in the education. I definitely see him in the media. You know what I mean? I see him on all these different mountains. 
And I see how the church has been, just like it says right here, this is the point we're at, Brad. The church has been drunk with the wine of her fornication. They are believing a lie. This is why if us ministers do not preach the truth, we will be in hell. Do you hear me? Because we will be held accountable to God. We live to please the Lord. Our lives are only held accountable to him. We are not here to be the elite. We are here to be the elect. Do you understand, Brad? We are here to uh, make a change in the nation, to make a change in our community and in our you know, respective areas that God has put us in. Uh, and the only way that people change, listen to me, Brad, the only way people change is truth. Truth is what sets them free. That's why tonight when I interview Dr. Morris, uh, we will be discussing this because he is the expert. He hates it when I call him expert, but that's what I see him as. He has been doing this uh, 40 years. Okay, almost 40 years. It may be 40 years by now, but he has been doing this almost 40 years. And he has held, uh, you know, schools across the planet. He has uh, taught ministry leaders across the planet. He is an expert. I trust him. He has a doctor in this. Uh, he mixes his education with the Holy Spirit. He's a very, very professional i recommend him to every one of you uh if you need deliverance if you need counseling you need to go see him uh okay so getting back to this okay so when it says here in verse 13 these have one mind and shall give their power and strength unto the beast <laughs> first of all brian when you vote for the beast you're giving it strength and power. I'm just, I should do a meme on this. I mean, it's like, it's so obvious. I don't know how the Christians could ever do this. I never thought a Christian would vote Democrat, but when you look at verse 13, they have one mind anti Christ spirit. Okay, so they have one mind and shall give their power and strength unto the beast. These shall make war with the Lamb. And the Lamb shall overcome them. For he is Lord of lords and King of kings. We just prayed that. He is Lord of lords and King of kings. And they that are with him. Come on. Are we with him? The line is drawn in the sand. You are either for him or you are against him. And this is the point we're at. If you are for him, you have to stand with him. You cannot cower down. You cannot, you cannot partner with the beast. <laughs> People, it's plain as day. You cannot partner with the beast. Because what does he say right here? He says, and they that are with him are called chosen and faithful does it say 
Those that are with him are the elite. Those that are with him are in cliques. Those, no, it, church. Those that are with him partner with social justice. No, social justice is an idol to God. God's the only justice. Remember that, Brad. Okay. Those that are with him are called, chosen, and faithful. Are we called? Are we chosen? And are we faithful? And he says unto me, The waters which thou sawest, where the whore sits, are peoples and multitudes, nations and tongues. Right there. Bam. I wrote in my Bible, inclusive, remember that word. If you hear the word inclusive, I tell it out of there. Inclusive, ecumenical people. When you walk into the uh, United Methodist Church, the one that is the hub, I see it as the hub of this whore right here in Washington, okay? When you walk in, there's a big, big sign, ecumenical, which means we are very proud to have all religions, all faiths. Everybody's included. Everybody's going to heaven. It's the gray whore. Okay. And the ten horns which thou sawest upon the beast, and these shall hate the whore, and shall make her desolate and naked, and shall eat her flesh and burn her with fire. Well, isn't that funny? The gray whore that is pulling the church away, they're luring her away from God. Come over here and be inclusive. God is love. Love inclusifies. Love accepts. Love uh, doesn't judge. But then, once the devil has you, he's going to eat you for lunch. You think you're being cute over here, being inclusive and being in this ecumenical movement. The devil is going to eat you for lunch. He's messing with your mind. You have bought a lie. That's what it says right here. They hate the whore. They're going to use you until they can't use you no more. Verse 17, for God has put in their hearts to fulfill his will and to agree and to give their kingdom unto the beast until the words of God shall be fulfilled. In other words, okay, you want it, you can have it. But here's my point to all of this. Yes. Okay, listen. The beast is going to have this place when we're gone. Okay. Until then, we got to fight, Brad. We got to fight and we got to tell the truth. We got to stand up for God, just like Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. We got to stand up for God, just like Jeremiah and all the rest of them. Esther, all the rest of them. We cannot abandon God because our family is, because our spouse is, our children is, our, our pastor is, our neighbors are. The whole world seems to be falling to hell. I hear, I hear many of you saying this. It does. It appears to look that way. But when you read the Old Testament and you see a lot of what those people faced in the Old Testament, they went through the same thing. Can you imagine their whole nation is this one mindset, this one ideology? And then God, I just look at Moses. That's how it was exactly in Moses' day. And God wanted Moses to walk right up to the beast, right up to Pharaoh and say, 
Thus saith God, turn from your wicked ways or judgment will come. You see what I mean? How do you think he was able to do that? It's the same. We are that. We are here, right? We are the closing of the book. We're the last generation. We have to be willing to do whatever God tells us to do. In spite of what other people may think about it. Okay, so, and the woman which thou sawest is that great city. Which reigns over the kings of the earth. Okay, now I want to read this only because one time I read this and I thought, is this America? And then I thought, it's either America or it's the Catholic Church or like this ecumenical movement. But I want us to hear the words of these scriptures and just consider this in the days to come. We want America to line back up, but right now it's all resting on the president. And while I'm on this subject, we need to pray right now for him and his counsel that they are advising him wisely. That they are advising him that you have to partner with the church. The church cannot partner with perversion. We cannot vote for it and we cannot partner with it. So we need to pray that they are advising him correctly and that he will do what is right and stand with the evangelicals who voted him in. Okay, so let's pray. Lord, we pray for the president right now, Lord. We pray that you reveal to him, Lord, the dangers of partnering with the LGBT agenda. We pray for the team that is surrounded him, that they will tell him the truth, and that they will, they will put you first, Lord, uh, above any other uh, flashy lights or allegiance that they will put your word above anything and they will tell him the truth. They will advise him of the dangers of offending God. We pray for this team that they are advising him well, Lord. And we're trusting you, Lord, right now uh, to speak to our president, Lord. Give him dreams. Give him dreams in the night, Lord. Just like you did the kings. Let the hand appear and write on the wall and say, do not do this. The nation needs to repent. Stop, you know, whatever you have to say, Lord, to get his attention to not partner with the whore, not partner with the beast that is trying to uh, rise up its ugly head in our nation, Lord. We pray, Lord, we have so celebrated, Lord, what you have done through him for the church. And we pray that he will continue down that very narrow road in, in spite of all the persecution and everything. So we, we trust you today, Lord, and we give you praise and glory. In Jesus' name, amen. Okay, so let's review here, chapter 18. And you know, Brad, I read... King James, uh, when I'm doing Bible studies, because King James is the one I trust the most. I've studied King James. I've studied the uh, reason that King James did this Bible. It's a very, I should do a show about that. It's very fascinating what happened. 
So um, I, I use this as my base of truth. Yes, the other ones I like is like the Amplified Bible and the ESV, but I don't solely trust in them. Uh, I definitely don't trust uh, the Passion Bible or any of those others. I, there's only a couple others. I trust those couple, and uh, but always the base is the King James Bible. I believe it's the closest. Okay, so let's go to chapter 18. And after these things, I saw another angel come down from heaven, having great power, and the earth was lighted with his glory. And he cried mightily with a strong voice, saying, Babylon the great is fallen, is fallen, and is become the habitation of devils and a cage of every unclean and hateful bird. And I just want to say this, Brad, I have often thought about that app, you know, the Angry Birds, the show, the Angry Birds. They're just angry all the time. And then uh, you see some of the posts by the LGBT about uh, some of the issues. They all talk about how angry they are. I think about the anger of these hateful birds. Uh, this is going to have a lot to do. I'm telling you, Brad, the LGBTQ agenda. I'm not talking about people, okay? I'm talking about the spirit. This antichrist, anti-Christian agenda. The globalist, socialist, anti-Christian agenda is like a bunch of hateful birds. When they are unleashed with power, when they are unleashed with the, if this bill passes, and they are unleashed. They will be drunken with power. We have, I'm telling you, we have not seen the persecution yet. Okay, so let's continue here. For all nations. All right, Brad. When, they, when they're talking about nations in the Bible, they are talking about tribes. They're talking about races. All different races have drunk of the wine of the wrath of her fornication. And the kings of the earth have committed fornication with her. And the merchants of the earth are waxed rich through abundance of her delicacies. The promises that are made, drunken of the delicacies, the, the richness, the elitist, uh, committed fornication, cheating on God, partnering with the beast. And I heard another voice from heaven saying, come out from among her, my people, that you be not partakers with this sin, that you receive not the plagues. That is in heaven right now screaming to us. Come out, church. Come out from among the beast. That is what heaven's cry is right now. We've got to, church. Oh. For her sins have reached into heaven, and God has remembered her iniquities. The only reason God has not wiped us out completely is because of the people that still fight for the nation, the people that still fight for her people, 
Remember that one scripture says, I looked for someone that would fight for their nation and there was no one. So I just went ahead and destroyed her. We've got to fight, Brad. One time I was walking in the woods. This was last year. And you know I love to pray in the woods. I told you I'm Cherokee Indian, so I love to pray in the woods. I was in the woods. And I just looked up to heaven and I said, Lord, I am so sorry that my nation is doing this to you, Lord. I am sorry. I repent for her. Because it was at that moment, Brian, it was at that moment I realized this is my people. This this is my nation that is offending him so much. And I wanted to just, I told him, I said, I don't know what good it will do for me to even say it. But I'm very, very sorry. And I right now I'm just thinking, I'm very sorry now. Not just for the nation, Lord, but I am sorry for the church. I am I'm very sorry that she would drink of this wine. Anyways, help us, Lord. Uh, Okay. So her sins, we're in verse 5. For her sins have reached unto heaven, and God has remembered her iniquities. Reward her even as she rewarded you, and double unto her double. According to her works in the cup which she has filled to her double. Which means all these people that think they're being slick. Coming after God and coming after his people. Right now, you may think you're okay. But one day, one day, your recompense to you from God will be double worth the double that you get. Your trouble will be unending. It will be terrible. And I think about, I think it's actually the next chapter where it talks about during tribulation, whenever the wrath is finally released to the earth, all these people that are pouring out all this wrath on Christians and end up do killing them. Okay. They're killing all these Christians. And then the angel comes and swings that harvest sickle and brings everybody home. This is mid-trib. It's in the scripture. When the angel swings the sickle and it brings all the Christians home, they're standing on a sea of glass. Because right before that, the word says that they're saying, when, oh God, when are you going to revenge for all these people and the way they've done your people? Okay. When the harvest sickle swings and all the Christians go home, okay, then the wrath is going to be poured out. But when the Christians come home, there's 30 minutes of silence in heaven. Listen, it's in the scripture. 30 minutes silence. That tells you there's something. I, I tremble at the thought of that. Listen, Brad. I tremble at the thought of that. We have seen in the word of God the judgment that God has brought. I did a whole show about judgment of God. I, I, I did a whole Bible study where I examined the other judgments. I also examined the characteristics of judgment. What was the characteristics? And so I compared it to like what we're facing today. Okay. Those judgments were so terrible. Uh, what they had to face because of how they did God. This that's coming, the second half of tribulation, 
The judgment is going to be so bad that God does not even want to see it himself. That's how bad it is. Worse than has ever been known, bride. There's not words to describe the horror that will be happening on the earth. Most of the people left on the earth will have the mark. They will have that chip, the human implantation chip. They will be man to, they will be married and have sex with the beast. Fornication, drunken with the wine of her fornication so much they will take the chip to say, yes, beast, enter in, enter in. You can have all of me. You can, you can know all of my insides. You can speak to me through this chip. I want to become a part of the beast and be able to buy and sell and have all comforts. So these people that are left in the second half of tribulation are going to face the worst wrath that has ever hit the planet. God says he goes in the temple into the Holy of Holies. And listen, bride, if you have ever studied the temple back in the Old Testament, the way that God designed it, the Holy of Holies, if you think of a cell, if you've ever studied the cell, fascinating study. There is a nucleus in the middle of the cell, which is where the main part of the cell is. That is the Holy of Holies. The Holy of Holies is the precious place. It is the nucleus of the temple. God dwelled there. It was so protected that when the priest would come in to confront God on behalf of the people, they had to have a bell attached to their foot and a string all the way outside. Because if that priest had sinned and the priest fell over dead, the bell would ring and they'd drag him out. They wouldn't go in. They would drag him. Why? Because the holiness, the holiness of God, you can't be around that. So when they come in and they address God, they come in into the Holy of Holies, which is where the Ark of the Covenant is type of deal. God has a temple in heaven. Is this not fascinating? And God says, I am going into the Holy of Holies. And he covers, I cried so much, right? He covers himself in his own glory. It's like he just, he's so sad that humanity will be punished in this way. This is the way I took the word, okay? He's so sad that humanity made this choice, that he does, and it's it's the final judgment, that he, he goes in this temple and he just hides himself like, I don't even want to see this. I Just come and get me when it's done, because he's a father, you know, and he, he's very sad that his children made the wrong choice. You know, the other day I was downstairs and I was standing next to a Muslim. And so he asked me what I was doing here. Everybody asked me where I'm from because my accent just tells, you know. And so I told him I was from Nashville and I'm a minister and God brought me here. And he's like, oh, so you believe in heaven, huh? I'm like, yes, sir, I do. I said, the Bible says, because I could tell, you know, he was probably Muslim, so. Uh, I said, the Bible says every knee will bow to Jesus, you know, letting him know. And he says, oh, so you believe in the Bible? I said, yes, sir, I do. And he said, I don't. I said, why don't you? He said, I don't. I don't believe in it. And I said, well, sir, listen. I said, I don't believe in 
uh, forcing religion on people, but I, I do have a responsibility to God to tell you something. Sir, Jesus is the only way to heaven, and every person has a choice with what they do with that. You can choose to live or you can choose to die. And so, I mean, what he does with it is his business. It's my responsibility as a minister just to tell him. I'm telling you, because when you go to hell, I told him this. I said, when a person goes to hell, they will remember every time that God tried to draw them and speak truth to them. Listen, bride, we have to speak the truth at all costs. I don't care who it is, when, where, or how. Okay. All right. So let's continue. Um, verse seven, how much she has glorified herself and lived deliciously. So much torment and sorrow give her. For she says in her heart, I sit as a queen. And am no widow and shall see no sorrow. Therefore shall her plagues come in one day death mourning and famine and she shall be utterly burned with fire for strong is the lord god who judged her and the kings of the earth who have committed fornication and lived deliciously with her shall be well her and lament her and when they shall see the smoke of her burning Standing afar off for the fear of the torment, saying, Alas, alas, the great city Babylon, the mighty city, for in one hour is your judgment come. And the merchants of the earth shall weep and mourn over her, for no man buys their merchandise anymore. And then, let's skip over here to verse 14. And the fruits that thy soul lusted after. Let's, let's examine the fruits. Social justice is a fruit of the rotten vine. When you lust after your agenda more than you lust after the word of God, that is a lust. It is a desire that is not of God. The fruits that your soul lusts after are departed from thee, and all things which were dainty and goodly are departed from thee. And thou shalt find them no more at all. In other words, you will be empty. The merchants of these things which were made rich by her shall stand afar off for the fear of her torment, weeping and wailing. And saying, Alas, alas, that great city that was clothed in fine linen and purple and scarlet and decked with gold and precious stones and pearls, which I put was the Catholic Church. That's why when I go to these churches and they want us to say the Nicene Creed and it says I give loyalty to the Catholic Church I will not say it I will not agree with that I will say up to that point then I'll go until they get past that point and then I'll say the rest of I'm not going to give allegiance to it at all period Okay, for in one hour so great of riches is come to naught, and every shipmaster and all company and ships, sailors, and as many as trade by sea stood afar off. In other words, it's going to be terrible. Okay, so anyways, Bride, you get the point. Okay, you get the point. We cannot drink the drunkenness of the wine of the beast. We have got to come out 
we've got to separate from among them, come out and be ye separate. You hear me, Brad? We have got to come out and be ye separate. You know, I think about God, why did you call me up here? <laughs> I mean, you know that I cannot stand back and see this and not address it. Uh, like walking from the Senate building where we did the Bible study, and then I just happened to walk by and see the LGBT beast standing right in front of me in front of the United Methodists and not go live and tear that thing down. <laughs> Lord have mercy. <laughs> uh, but anyways, uh, it's definitely, it's a whole agenda, Brad. It's the beast. It's an antichrist agenda, and it's all because they want to take the church out. So the line is drawn in the sand. And a lot of people can sit back and say, I'm not going to deal with this. Well, I'm sorry. You're going to have to. Because it's coming to your house. It's coming to your children and your grandchildren. I have another granddaughter I just found out yesterday is coming. A daughter. When I consider the kind of world she's coming into, and if they put her in public schools, my spirit just grieves. Because what are you teaching in the public school? What are they indoctrinating our children with? When we send our children to college, if they do not have a strong biblical foundation and can stand in the midst of the beast that every day is being shoved, we're right, they're wrong, we're right, they're wrong, we're right, they're wrong. The liberal agenda being shoved down their throat every day. And then heaven forbid that a Christian, a conservative, a person who knows what's happening out there, wants to say anything in the class, they come under great persecution. The point is, Brad, I pray, let me just pray for y'all. Lord, I thank you for this Bible study this morning. I thank you for showing us, Lord, how you feel about uh, the gray whore, what that is, how we cannot partner with that, Lord, and how you want, you are doing a clarion call to call to the bride, come out from among them, separate yourselves, uh, purify yourselves. Don't partner with perversion. And I pray for her. Lord, I pray she comes out. I pray she hears your voice. And that she would examine her heart and repent uh, for partnering with that agenda, Lord. And that the remnant will stand and defend your word and your position. And that we will... Uh, evangelize with truth in this hour, Lord. And we thank you and give you praise for this opportunity today, Lord. And we once again plead with you, Lord. Please touch our president. Please uh, give him a dream. Uh, the advisors, let them be speaking truth to him, Lord. And let him speak out against the assault that's taking place to the church right now. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. All right, Brian. Well, I pray that I have helped you to have an understanding. 
thank you, Elizabeth, for saying that. Uh, and amen, Miss Magda. I saw that. Yes, Elizabeth. Yes, yes. And Rebecca, good morning, everybody. Yes. Thank you, Lord. Thank you. All right, Brad, listen. Uh, I will see you tonight then uh, on the interview with Dr. Morris. We're going to talk about the church because, listen, uh, Dr. Morris is an expert having to do with spiritual warfare, and he is a, a military. He is a veteran. And so to me, he has a professional opinion, and I trust his opinion because I've been to his ministry I stayed there four or five months. I saw the fruit of his ministry. So I trust him to endorse him basically to you uh, as a trusted voice uh, in the United States, especially having to do with the the demonic realm. One thing I want to say before we get off here, this HR5 bill, uh, they are are stopping conversion therapy. Okay. Okay. These people that are bound up with demons, part of our job as a Christian is to cast them out. Did you know that? In my name shall you cast out demons, lay hands on the sick, and they shall recover. That is part of our job. Naturally, we haven't been doing it. You know, in, I'm talking about as a whole. Uh, people have quit doing all that, casting out demons, telling the truth, preaching the truth, uh, praying for people to get delivered, you know, all that kind of stuff. And actually, I just thought of something. Out of all the uh, Pentecostal churches I've been to over the past few years, I'm sitting in my mind reflecting. How many have I heard preach? about being filled with the Holy Ghost and the the fire thereof, the power. Uh, See, we need that to overcome. We need to know that praying in tongues is a weapon. When you pray in tongues, it is a a words that the devil does not understand. Remember, I, I interviewed that guy that did the seven days with the witch and he talked about the witch whenever she got converted to Christianity. That's the first thing she wanted to speak in tongues. And he was like, why? And she said, because that is the only thing that protects them from the occult. Because the occult cannot cross the tongue line. They don't understand what is being said. Why? Because it is our heavenly language. It is a personal deal, a personal uh, language between me and God. And when I pray in tongues, my spirit, man, because you know you're made up of the spirit. You are a spirit. You live in a body and you possess a soul. Your soul is your mind, your will, and your emotions. Now, your soul, you cannot trust. What What do you mean by that, Dr. June? What I mean is your, your heart can be deceptive. Oh, but I, I love uh, this married man, and I, I want to marry this married man because my heart is, uh, or I love a same-sex person, and you can't tell me who to love because my heart, my heart is there. You know, your heart is deceptive. That's what Psalm says. Your heart is deceived. You cannot trust your mind. Well, what do you mean by that? It means that 
your mind is what has been coming in. It's what how it's been trained. But it doesn't mean it was trained right. When you read the word of God, it says that the word of God is a mirror. What does it mean? It 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 trains your mind to understand God's truth. Okay. So if we have believed a lie and our mind is trained to believe this lie, the word of God is the only thing that can break that lie. Your mind is what has been fed into it. So it doesn't mean that your ideologies are right. It doesn't mean that the way you think is right. If, if the way you think does not match this, then this is reflecting the truth into your mind to change your mind. This is where pride comes in because pride says, I don't want to change. I don't want to learn. I know it all, you know, but this is what brings correction and reproof. And this is what we need to be a true son and daughter of God. And there's a great movement going out there. Let me tell you something. I'm going to hold this up. There's a great movement out there trying to do, trying to discredit this. And they're saying, because it has slavery in there, it's not a good book. Listen, this book rides above every situation and above every tribe and tongue. Do you hear me? This book does not change. Our minds change. Our hearts change. But this never does. So that's why this, we can trust this more than anything. And a very fascinating thing happens, Brad, when you read the word. Okay, I'm reading this. And I, my eyes, okay, my eyes are examining what these words are saying. The Bible says that the word is like a sword. It cuts. So when I'm reading this and I'm trying to understand with my finite mind what this is saying, this is turning around and, and judging me. I'm judging it by what I'm trying to understand, and it's turning around and judging me. It's examining my heart. It will bring these things up to the surface, okay? And then you're like, oh, I didn't know I did that because he's correcting you and he's rebuking you. But as a daughter and as a son, we have to be willing to have a heart that will be chastised, corrected, and rebuked. That is a true son and daughter. When we ever get to the point that we think we're above that, we're, we're backslidden. Because a true son and daughter of God will always be corrected and rebuked by him. Meaning he will always, you know, check you. When you're reading these things, he will bring stuff up. He's always cleaning. We're never perfect. He's always like, you didn't love enough. You know, he'll be bringing something uh, to the surface because we are reflections of him. We have the kingdom of God. Uh, our power cannot go further than this. Do you understand that? The power that he releases through us cannot go further than this. And what happens out here has to match this. Uh, the word of God trumps every ideology. It trumps everything. The word of God is the truth. Okay. So that's why there's the push out there to get rid of the word of God. They do not want it. You know, California, I would say last year, I think it was last year whenever California tried to pass that one law where they wanted to get rid of the Bible, remember? And I did a whole show about it. 
they wanted to say that any thing in print, this is probably where the HR5 will be going. That goes against the LGBT agenda. They want to get rid of it. Uh, so definitely there was an outcry and eventually the thing ended up getting shut down. But they hate the word of God. When I interviewed those people from the progressive group over there in front of the United Methodist Church, uh, that was for the uh, HR5 equality bill. I interviewed that one minister and I asked him, I said, sir, how can you explain to people about how you can justify what you're doing according to the word of God? Does it not bother you that it says it's an abomination? Well, that was, he didn't stay very long. He said, well, the way I interpret the scriptures is that God is love and love, 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 love. Excuse me, I got to go. And then he walks off. Uh, that is how they are trying to justify saying that everything is okay uh, with the church there, okay, when actually it's not. The word of God, we're going to need this more than ever, and we pray that the president will understand what the word says about it. And this, this is where we have to stand. We cannot abandon this, bride. We cannot abandon this. Uh, the word of God is the truth. And this is what we, as a church, we stand on purity because of the word of God is pure. Okay? So when we explain to people our positions on things, we tell them this is what the word says. If you don't like it, don't be mad at the messenger. Don't be mad at me. It's, it's what he says. God is holy. And, and we, we're just telling you what he says, okay? It's not my opinion. It's what he's saying. I'm his daughter. I'm his ambassador. I am his bride. It's hard to explain, but I'm his representative. I am his spokesperson. You know, when President Trump has these ambassadors that go across the, the country, across the world and they go to a foreign country and they are his ambassador, you know what? They know exactly what their president thinks on the issues. So when they are in front of this country, they are saying what the president is saying. They are representatives of the United States of America. And when they go over there, they are treated with respect. They are, uh, they know that what the ambassador says is the same position as the president. It's the same with us. We are ambassadors of God. And when we speak to these people and we speak the truth, we're saying, hey, this is what the kingdom, those ambassadors for President Trump are ambassadors for the kingdom of the United States of America. We are ambassadors for the kingdom of God. So when we tell you that our king says it's against the law for you to do this, it's against the laws of the kingdom, so we cannot partner with that because it goes against the kingdom. That is what we're saying. We're ambassadors, and we should never overreach the kingdom. The kingdom says it, and that's the way it is. There. There's no uh, wavering. 
So when these false apostles out here are saying that it's okay to be inclusive and we, there's no doctrinal difference. You know, there's some things that ministers do that we don't really say anything against because it can be interpreted different ways. And that's just the way you interpret it. And that's the way I interpret it. We're okay. because We're all still in the same kingdom. But if you turn around and you say you're inclusive to the LGBTQ agenda, you're out of the kingdom. That is a line drawn in the sand. That is, you have crossed the line. You have made your choice. You have partnered with the beast. Do you see what I'm saying, Brian? This is the line in the sand. You need to ask your pastor. You need to, the people that you are associated with, you need to know where they stand on this issue. Because this will let you know their hearts. God is exposing the Democratic Party. God is exposing the Republican Party that there's traitors in there. God is exposing the kingdom, the hearts. He's exposing churches. This is the judgment to the church. He is exposing what they're doing. And so this, what happens when things get exposed, Brad? It allows us to make wiser decisions. We saw in the word, he says, come out from among them. Come out and be separate. Don't partner with that mess. All right. So, hmm. All right, Brad. Well, I love you this morning. And uh, let me see something. I may have another interview coming, Brad. Uh, if so, I will let you know. But uh, for sure, we have the interview going tonight with Dr. Philip Morris. So I will see you sometime later today. Dr. Now, Hey, this was funny. One of you uh, messaged me last night on Facebook Messenger and you said, Sister Jane out. I thought that was funny. I thought, okay, the bride is catching on to that we're all in this army. I'm just a fellow soldier saying Dr. June out to the fellow soldiers, the remnant, the real ones out there. So Dr. June out. 